Welcome to SB Pod. We are recording on the 21st night of September. And I just want to tell you how cool it is that my daughter, Lila, who I've talked about, said to me, Daddy, do you know what tonight is? And, I, and I'm like, I wasn't thinking. Because I'm thinking, uh, I got to go to work. Uh, maybe you got something. She said, it's the 21st night. It's September. And I said, look at you. That's been our thing through the years, picking her up from school, driving home. I just love that my I love that my child who was born decades after Earth, Wind and Fire, where Earth, Wind and Fire is all about it. So as we woof down a quick dinner, I turned on the Sonos and uh, <laughs> fired up, fired up September. And we sat there at the dinner table eating that. I I, I would not argue because it's not something to argue. I to me, the first 15 seconds of that song instantly put me in a, in a happy mood and there are a million songs like that Celine like, Dion see that's the way it is is the end of that song ah, sorry bad, sorry bad bad music Friday yeah when, when when she takes it to the absolute heavens late unbelievable you gotta you gotta build to that when return of the Mac comes on the very beginning you know you're singing that you know you're saying top of the world and you feel great but September, I don't care if you were in the mood when that song comes on. I hope you are in a good mood. So it's the 21st night of September. Where does it rank with Welcome to the Jungle intro? <laughs> I did it on Bad Beats last night. I actually did like a quick little. Yukon <laughs> made it into Bad Beats. How about Yukon rallying with 21 second half points for a backdoor cover? Unreal. Uh, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. You are the epitome of guy that does not dance at a wedding. <laughs> Do you dance to September when it comes on at the wedding? All right. And I give you credit because you are an excellent big guy dancer. It's hard being a big guy dancer because you're self-conscious because you're big. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm wicked famous. So when I'm at a wedding, I immediately start thinking someone's going to take a video of it. Yep. Which is half the reason I'm totally no fun anymore in public is because I'm convinced that I'm going to be like a Sasquatch video that ends up on the Internet. So do not really, not okay. really. And it sucks because I'm happy. Like it makes me want to dance, but I just won't. I just yeah. won't. Right. Uh, so that's in my heart. I'm dancing. But in right. my but my actual body out there head bobbing. No, I'm not. Where do we start, Steve? NFL topics, college football topics, Ryder Cup, a lot going on. Ben Ooh. Simmons says I'm out. Yeah, I want to you know what? I, all I'm, right. I'm, I'm leaving Go the Simmons stuff alone. You know where I'm starting? Real quick, Ryder Cup. We do winners, we do bad beats. How how is Europe an underdog? I don't understand. I mean, Whistling Straits is not, according to sauces, is not a golf course that is set up in such a way that creates a real home court advantage, so to speak. It mm -hmm. doesn't. And Europe, as they've just demonstrated seven of the last nine times, they just, America's got the best players. There's no debate about that. The roster is better, but they're better at what they do, which is be great individually. Europe has shown over and over and over again that what they've got somehow adds up to a higher score 
or in golf, uh, a lower score day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't, I just don't get how they're underdogs. And as people know, I'm fond of taking the dogs. Yeah. I just, you, here's, here's all I'm saying. You can't, you can't take America. You can't lay 200. You just, and if they win, that'll be a route. Cause when they did win at Hazeltine, when they won at Valhalla, they win in routes. But the idea that you'd lay 200 given history, I mean, go ahead, have fun if you want, but I just, it baffles me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you could see why, because they're going to get all us money, the books here, you know, like I, I feel like you're still going to get that and, you know, God only knows what's going on with the free plays with all these different yeah, sites yeah. and stuff. So I think they got to cover themselves, in, you know, a little bit. That's actually but- fascinating. If like, I, if you got like what's Ladbrokes, William Hill, all the yeah. all the neighborhood books over there. Uh, anybody that's been anywhere you know, covering the Open Championship, I've told the stories like every every little town has three things side by side. An Italian restaurant run by an Indian person. A, a takeaway place that has kebabs and pizza, uh, a chemist, which is what we would call a drugstore, and a bookmaker. That it's the same every town. It looks like it's little gingerbread villages, and that's what they have. I I would guess over there, you're not getting plus one sixty on the euros. No, because they're because everybody over there is like, wait a minute, we're underdogs, are we? Oh. <laughs> is that right? Is that right? Now. I'm not a geography major by any means. <laughs> okay. Well, how many countries did they get to choose from? Europe. Yeah. Like how many is that? It's a lot of, like, it's a lot of countries, but we got more people. <laughs> not good golfers. <laughs> we got the best golfers in the world. Like look at All the right. golf rankings. I, I have just, a question for you. I'm listening. We, well, all our guys are saying the right thing, Right. Uh-huh. We, we got to get this done. We asked Kyle Morikawa. I said, hey, are we going to ever figure this out? You know, and he, and he was all in. Um, and everybody else is saying the right things. Do you believe them that it means this much to them? Yeah. You do? Yeah, I, I, I do. I, there, Brooks Kepka had some comments that makes me think, no, I, I think Brooks is all about him. And it's why he's so good at it. And I think in order for the United States side to be truly great, collectively they have to view it as such and you know Kepka had a bunch of comments about why it's difficult which I don't fault him I appreciate the honesty but it, it explains why it's really hard to be a teammate in a sport where you're not um I I just I understand it but I do think collectively like when when there was no Phil Mickelson and Tigers injured and and they're not on this team uh, those guys are great players they're all-time legends but I said on SportsCenter, when Steve Strickers took six guys and they were all new, good. You, mm. you, experience is wonderful unless it's like, like when you get like your uh, when you get like the, you know, your, your preseason magazines. Right. And, and you get the uh, the Phil Steele and it's got how many returning starters. If you're terrible and you've got 11 returning starters back. <laughs> great, I guess. So. The American side having a bunch of new blood, it can't be worse than it's been, is mm-hmm. the way I view it. I I want to just tell one quick story about what the vibe of this is, because it's an incredible atmosphere. And I mean, I know people out there that are listening. It, if you're not golfy, then you kind of maybe you're going to eye roll. Just just trust your man. All right. I've been mm-hmm. to I've been to everything. 
All right. I've seen it all. Right. It's, my, it's been my job. I'm, uh, this isn't this isn't me. Wicked famous. Uh, well, that's just it is what it is. I can act like I'm not. I've been doing this for a while. People we got a title for this week's pod, Travis. I'm wicked famous. <laughs> uh, fine. I don't I don't care. I know you don't. The atmosphere at a Ryder Cup, and it's gotten crazier of late with the first tee and singing anthems and like when Bubba would be on the tee and it was like cheer as loud as you can and then they'd kind of get quiet because, you know, you're not supposed to make any noise. He's like, no, 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 I want it louder. It's become a thing. And it's very, very, very jingoistic. We, you're going to support your side. You want to try to be respectful of the other side, but it, it bleeds into the, you know, it, it's, it's not always proper etiquette because mm-hmm. it's way, way, way out of hand. It's a great atmosphere. And I go back to Valhalla. Uh, Paul Lazinger was the captain. It's the 2008 Ryder Cup. There's no mm-hmm. Tiger Woods. He's, he's injured. As we know, he's had a lot of injuries throughout his career. So there's no Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. And so the Europeans who are here are, are all chanting. It's eight in the morning, and they're already absolutely just hammered, gobsmacked. I was trying to, they're pissed, as they would say <laughs> there. They're, they're pub soaked, as they would say. <laughs> so they're pub soaked at 8 a.m., and they're chanting, Where's your tiger? Where's your tiger? And the American side in Louisville thought about it for a minute, and they came back over the top with, soccer sucks, soccer sucks, soccer sucks. And I'm standing there with Paul Casey. And Paul Casey, for all intents and purposes, is American in the sense that he went to Arizona State. He lives out there in Scottsdale area. And he is Look, I got a long list of people that I really enjoy. Paul Casey's on that list. He's he's great company. He's funny. He's charming. Uh, he, he will be so good at TV when he walks away from golf. It'll be a mm-hmm. joke, a joke. And we're standing there and he's got this huge smile on his face. And he's like, I love it. I love it. This is like nothing like it. And I'm like, it is great. And I'm like, aren't you nervous? And he's got this smile and. Through the smile, he says, oh, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrified. And I'm like, well, you know, don't suck. And that was my, like in golf, they say play well. I like don't suck. And Casey went out brilliantly and won that first match. And in talking to the players, they all say some version of the same thing. There is nothing like it. There's nothing that makes you feel the nerves quite like that uh, because you're it's for con- it's for country it's for your teammate that you're out there battling with etc anyway uh, it's it's great and i have no idea how europe's an underdog um but one they- other thing say again obviously obviously it's been pretty documented we have a couple guys that don't like each other on our team there has to be some kind of conflict with other guys from europe and it's just amazing how you don't hear about it and they're able to bury it. Yeah, but see, they strike me like we've all got those friends that maybe they actually have a fist fight. But then the next morning at breakfast, they sit down, give each other like a little knuckles and they move on. The, the difference now is that stuff gets played out and, and magnified by social media and whatever. And it's created a, a situation that it's not untenable, uh, mm-hmm. but but 
look, I think they're all grownups. I, I think everyone has massive respect for Steve Stricker, who's one of the all-time nice gentlemen you'll ever encounter. And he doesn't need this in his life. You know, he's in his 50s. This is in his home state. Like, I don't need to be managing a bunch of 20-somethings that are acting like children. Just, just sort it out. Clean it up. Eyes on the prize. And don't make me have to sit you down. And I, I, I'm certain that that's what they'll do. I'm certain that people... Even if the, if whether they think Brooks has fueled it, whether they're just tired of the whole DeChambeau bit, I would hope collectively that they all are pulling the rope in the same direction. Europe, you got that. That's the amazing thing, to your point, Steve. You got guys that are Spanish, German. Yeah. English from Scotland, Ireland. Like you, you got Spanish. If I didn't say Spain already, I mean, you got all sorts of people represented and somehow for that blue flag with those those gold stars, they, you know, they pull in the same direction. And uh, it's it's great. It's great fun. I love it. And I'll be watching that in and around the football. But I mean, if we're being honest, you know, football is going to be on the big screen. I've got a question, though. How yeah. do you think Bryson will handle the European crowd and Brooksy to him constantly all in unison? I think the difference now is that you've got a team standing. Like when you're out there standing there by yourself, I think it's a lonely feeling. But I think you know that you've got 11, 11 teammates and your captains and, and the whole of uh, of Whistling Straits standing with you. I, th- I think that'll help him. I honestly do. I think, the, I think leaning into the idea of teammates will, will help him. Here's the deal also. When you're in this and you got to become a team, are you – I feel like it happens around with basketball a lot, right? You got some bad guy, bad boys. You got some tough guys. You got some guys that'll, you know, do the dirty stuff. But everybody has a guy on their team they don't necessarily like. But that guy always comes up in the biggest moments. Yeah, and that's why I think it's huge, huge for Bryson here. Huge. I, you know what? You He's make got a, great a chance. Point. He's got a huge chance here. Patrick, huge. Patrick Reed was seen there as you a go. villain. People didn't like Patrick Reed, and then Patrick Reed had one of the all-time performances in this event, going toe-to-toe with Rory. And Rory was, what's the dude's name, Game of Thrones? Jon Snow? Sure. Uh, I think. Yep. Now, was he a, was he a, a little person or was he like, that was a different movie. <laughs> All I know is he's got a sword and he's pulling it out in that gif. And here comes like the whole bunch of zombie people or something. And he's ready to fight them all. Rory at Hazeltine was Jon Snow. He was, they were getting trucked, but Rory was out there like, I'll fight all of you. I don't care. And he and Patrick Reed had this incredible back and forth. And, and Reed was amazing in that. And it helped kind of turn the tide. He was Captain America. Then he went to France and was horrible in the mm. Ryder Cup. Horrible. Not, <laughs> ba- not bad. Horrible. And so, you know, that's what I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into a golf podcast, which we obviously easily could. But yeah. the point is, if if DeChambeau comes up giant for the United States, it it could totally win over people who have heckled him just because it was the easiest thing to do. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part. Each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. 
As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Let's talk some football. You want to go college or pro first? Football. That's not an answer. Pro. Pro? Sure. I have a theory on Tom Brady. Mm. Is it new? Well, I mean, my is theory. It, is it hot? Is it a <laughs> that's hot just, theories? That's what sucks about what we do now. You can't say anything without it having, oh, here's a hot take. It's not a, this is just what I think. Here's something I think. 2007, Tom Brady had 50 touchdowns. 50. He didn't have more than as many as 40 until last year when he got to Tampa, when he had 40, when he had 40 on the number. And on Sunday night, when a lot of our sports center was dedicated to showing Lawrence falling to Owen to Zach Wilson, struggling with four interceptions fields, getting on the field for Chicago. He wasn't bad by any means, but he, he wasn't some electrifying force of nature. Um, we talked about how, how difficult it is for a young guy. On that same day, a 44-year-old man, the gazer, <laughs> Tom Brady, he's a proper gazer. He threw five touchdowns. He has nine through two weeks. I believe that now Brady at 44, without the sleeve on his knee, in the second year with Arians, with a bevy of playmaking options, his security blanket in Gronk. You got Antonio Brown, who's just there for fun. Yeah, did Mike, he even play in week two? I don't know. He didn't throw it to him. <laughs> Mike Evans, who's a red zone killer. Godwin, who's kind of does can be anything to you. You have all of these options. I think that at 44, Brady is trying to go, and you said it off air, and I agree. It's like Mad Max Fury Road. I think he wants to lay waste to anything and everything in his path. And I mean the guys from the past, like Breeze and whomever else that he's linked with at those, in terms of starts and yards and touchdowns. And anybody else that might think of coming down and messing with this record, I think he wants to put his chalk mark on the wall so damn high mm -hmm. that, you, that anybody else that comes after him looks at that and goes, well, damn, I'm not, forget that. That's what it feels like, is it feels like Brady. There's nothing left to do except obliterate the hopes and dreams of anybody that would dare to try to impeach or encroach, I should say, on, on him now or ever. I think he wants to break throw more than 50 touchdowns this year. And they're like they, they're, there's zero mercy. They'll, 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 they'll show you none. Yeah, the head coach is right behind him. He, 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 you want to talk about giving any... And he bleeps. He's none right there. None. That, and that's a great point. That's a great point because where Belichick would be, you know, you know, we're, we're ahead by, we're ahead by four touchdowns. We're good. Well, we'll just run it. Arians would be like, run it. Let's all, oh, let's run it back. Well, you want to run? You want to toss it deep? Like he doesn't care. And, and no, he does care. Let's throw it deep. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's something I hadn't even thought of. It's just right, now, will they be able to do that this Sunday against the Rams? Probably not. Probably not, but it feels to me like a guy who is singular in the sense that 
anybody else at this stage would be like, you know, I'm really good. Really, really good. Got a lovely family, a lovely bride. We got all the dough we could ever need. I won more rings than anybody. I'm good. Not him. Not him. He is still ravenously hungry for the competitive arena. And you're seeing him, I think, madder and more focused on the goal than ever. And now equipped with the people to to do it, to make a run it. And who even knows how much? I mean, look, nine through two, we're not going to get stupid here and say he's going to throw 70 touchdowns. But if you're asking me over or under 50 right now, barring injury, I'm saying way over 50, way over 50 for him. Um, yeah, I listen, I'm with you. I I think I think of him. I well, you know, obviously you think of Jordan, I think of Nick Saban. And I just the idea of how these guys continue to find ways to 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 motivate themselves. And now with all these idiots on social media, Brady's out there <laughs> just, just firing away back at people, and it just keeps keeps the fuel going. You know, Belichick will never acknowledge anything. Um, but I, I'm, I'm telling you, and it, it's going to happen. I'm telling you right now, if they win Sunday, it's just going to go right to the undefeated talk. Right to the undefeated talk. That's all anybody's going to go. Nah. Just watch. Nah. And, what, and what does he have ahead of him? A trip to New England. He's got everything. Like, it's, it it's going to go right to that. That's what we do. That's what this league does. And it's, and it's really fascinating um, to see now what he has because now the Rams come in and plenty of people pick the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. That's all he needs to hear. Um, you know, the Rams, as impressive as they were, they did get to play Chicago. And, you know, the Colts uh, didn't – I don't think really played well. So this is a big spot for the Rams. And that Rams D got a lot of guys that like to talk. So it is going to be – uh, what do we say? Hot and heavy on that field because you know you know the Bucks will will, will be coming in ready. So it, it it'll be really interesting. What's that number? I haven't even looked. I saw a pick them because I'm thinking I'm looking at it. I'm looking at a spot where there'll be an underdog this year, and I don't see one. No, that's what I'm saying. It's it's going to go right to it. I right don't to see. It. I don't see one. Uh, I, I but I, I don't even know what to make of the guy. Uh, and, and Saban's a great example. Uh, you know, Tiger wasn't because Tiger was chasing Jack. Like that was his whole thing from his youth. He was chasing a, a number on the wall of, of, of slams and you could only get, you know, it, it was going to be really, I mean, 18 is quite a number. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in, in Brady or Saban's case, it's so hard to win one that like, like if you're Ed, if you're Ed Ogeron, mm-hmm. It's like the line I've said forever about winning a national championship. It's like a down jacket. You you only need one of them. It'll mm-hmm. keep you it'll keep you warm the rest of your life. And I think like a guy like Coach O, they don't want to stink. But if they do and the wheels fall off, he'll be like, Joe Burrow, go Tiger. And he'll be like, Yep, that team was <laughs> that team was saucy, man. Yeah. You, whereas Saban, I don't even know if he wakes up the next day thinking about the one he won or thinking about the next one he wants to win. And that's, that, that's such a rare, I, I'm, is it a, I don't even know if it's a gift. Cause I would think on some way it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I, I think the inability to just, to just totally enjoy it and just take your foot off the gas. I just, you know what? I can't relate. Cause I'm not wired that way. Whereas I'm sure if Saban 
and Belichick and Brady talk to each other, they'd roll their eyes at me and be like, well, mm-hmm. that's why you're a loser that could never do what we do. And I just say, acknowledge that and say, correct, not me, because I'd be real good with with, with the one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's it it's fascinating that he's 44 and still does this. And then you com- you compare that to the youngsters and, and realize how hard it is to figure out how to do it. Their circumstances are, are also very different. You don't get drafted by good teams. So, you know, uh, you, you walk into a, a role where you're being asked to shoulder a load and do a job you really don't know how to do yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think any I think any young quarterback that does well, like as well as Herbert did last year for the Chargers, and, and they lost a lot of close games because they always do, mm-hmm. but he was so much better than anyone talked about uh, in retrospect, it's pretty that that was as impressive as anything uh, last year among those among young quarterbacks. It's just I, I I don't know what anyone thinks they're supposed to do. Like, what's Wilson supposed to do? Be good for the Jets? Why? why? Darnold wasn't. They booted him in three years. So I'm rooting for Darnold this year. And and speaking of, if the if Carolina wins Thursday night against the Texans, what happens? Carolina's going to the playoffs. You heard it right last- here. Last year, all the teams, all three teams that started, uh, all seven teams rather, last year that started three and zero went. So it's not exactly breaking news. That's just me they, though. I was, I was, I was ahead of the research. I'm way just going, ahead. yes, you were going, going with the gut. You're ahead of the research, but the research from last year backs you up. But uh, that, their defense looks nice, and I'm, I, I'm rooting for Sam Darnold just because I think kind of what happened to him in New York is, I just don't know what they thought he was supposed to do, like with the people. Totally the, agree. Totally they gave agree. him. They gave him nothing to work with, zero, and Zip. and they traded him. So okay, well, it's the old. You're not happy. Well, you go get happy and let me know how that works out for you. Who's the biggest threat to 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 Tampa in the NFC? I think the Rams. You do. I do. Wow. Um, okay. Because look, Aaron Rodgers on Monday night against a rival they pretty much dominated did exactly what they always do after a loss. He it's amazing how many times after loss he's thrown exactly four touchdowns. It's almost like in his, <laughs> in his very, in his unique mind, he, that's the, that's the numerology. I wonder if it represents something to him. Cause he, they do it every time he loses. It's like yeah. a four, it's like a four touchdown game and on we go, but their defense is, is, is a concern. Um, and the Rams isn't as much. I, okay. I think that I, there's way more faith to have on that side of the ball for the Rams and I mean, I think in a couple of games with Stafford, a guy that we've always liked a lot. And I think we've always said this about Stafford. If you pay attention to the people in, in the game that know the game, they'll tell mm-hmm. you he's better than his circumstance in, De- in Detroit. That's a perfect example. Your circumstances. He gave him chances, but he couldn't overcome his circumstance. Uh, it's pretty clear. He likes throwing it to number 10. Cooper Cups had two, mass- two massive games. Oh, um, and We're I, on the same page. And I like their defense. So, okay. I mean, at, at first glance, I don't – I'm interested in the Niners and, and Green Bay on Sunday night for, for both teams. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see that because um, I really think Shanahan's excellent. And I just – I don't know how many running backs you're allowed to lose. They, <laughs> every guy they've got gets hurt at that position. Um, and, and Baltimore was ahead of them in the pecking order. Um, yeah. And – and got and they were able to get Latavius Murray and Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman. Like so, San Francisco is going. Who who we got? Because they keep they keep losing people. But I like San Francisco. Um, 
But I think I, I, I think the Rams are the biggest threat to the uh, Buccaneers in the NFC. If you, do you think it's someone else? Um, I got my eye. I got I got San Francisco circle. Okay. I just feel like Shanahan has something up his sleeve. Obviously, the roster and the health you brought it up is a, is a huge um, ordeal to overcome. But that's a team that I think is built um, to do some damage uh, to the top tier teams. They're one year removed from the Super Bowl. If Correct. you look at what happened to them a season ago, the the, the, the injury laundry list was preposterous. There's there's mm-hmm. no overcoming that. So. No. Uh, and as Shanahan remembers, if you forgot, Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback that helped get them there. So he's their quarterback. Um, just one quick thing. You mentioned Baltimore with the running backs. I can't tell you how I am impressed I am with John Harbaugh and what he did with that game Sunday night. Like I go back and look at it and to see what they had Monday night fall through their hands, whatever. And to get up off the deck and come from behind, it wasn't like they got turnovers and they just ambushed Kansas City. But to be able to come back, trust what you have in Lamar, in that run game of whoever he's given the ball to, and just just do it. Just gut it out and not and not give in and and do that was was so fun to see. And to see Lamar, like you saw Lamar, like you never seen him like that post game. Like you could tell. Like that one, that one got him. That one felt good because you knew they could do it the whole time for these years. And then they finally do it with that roster they put out there Sunday night was awesome to see. One of the best things I've seen this season. I know we're only two weeks in. Not just trust, big trust, big Big trust. trust. I'm with you. I have so much professional respect for that organization. I I said it uh, Sunday night. Their DNA is organizationally. They're just hardwired to compete. And I have so I have it's so weird living here and rooting for the team that I root for that was good when I was little that haven't been lately. And not that far up the road, there's an organization that's that I just think is I just respect how they do what they do. And no doubt you, you hit the nail on the head. Not only you lose the way they lost Monday night, you lose a 14 point lead for the first time in Harbaugh's tenure. And then lose that banana. You, you really lose it kind of t- almost three times in a sense. Because yeah. you, you take the lead, then they tie you. Then you think you lost, but you get it back. Mm-hmm. And then you give it right back. And then they beat you again. And it's like, son of a bitch. Like, how do you shake that one off? And then they throw oh. a pick six first possession against, against the Chiefs. Against the Chiefs. <laughs> and you're down, you're down to them double digits in the fourth. This is the team that erases double digit deficits. Mm-hmm. You're down double digits to them. You pick off Mahomes, and then, hey, they're driving to take the lead. And it's interesting the way it gets, oh, well, the, you know, the Chiefs turn it over. When you say, oh, the Chiefs turn it over, that implies that the Ravens had nothing to do with why they turned it over. The Correct. Ravens turned them over. Their rookie from Penn State, Oway makes a play, strips the ball, pounces on it, and they go for it. And that whole thing about do you want to go for it turned into this big, oh, that's so awesome. They were always going for it. But but there's genius in that, Steve, because I don't care what you do. If you're part of a group and you have somebody in a power structure and you can empower somebody by giving them agency, by giving them a voice and a vote, by creating the feeling that like analytically the Ravens are never not going for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
but you, you, in that moment, you make a very almost theatrical part of, Hey, you want to go for this Lamar? And he's like, yeah. Now you're like, okay. Now it's like, Hey, we, we, we made this happen. Well, okay. They were always going for it. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, like we talked about the Ryder cup, all the hands are on this rope. We're all pulling in the same direction. I just, the Ravens, I don't know. I, there's nobody in the league I respect more than me. Nobody. Then what you? I'm with you. And so, uh, salute to them. They play Detroit uh, in Week Three. What do you got? Um, from, what do you got? College football wise, I got a hot take. All right, all right. Oh, here we go. Okay, I'm listening. The atmosphere in Gainesville Saturday was better than one in the Happy Valley. Um. I've never been to a whiteout in person, but we've have you, mm-hmm. have you? Mm-hmm. I've never been there for a whiteout. Um, uh, I you're going to need to defend this one because I because why? Because the swamp is the swamp, man. Like those people, I'm telling you, like there, I I, I couldn't really, I, I I haven't watched it back yet, but there's an area I can't remember which side. They're the only school left that has their students. I think it's when you look at the visiting bench to the left is whatever section you put there, whether it's the offense or the defense, the students are right there. It is, and they are relentless. They know every single player, visiting players, bio, where they're from. It is nonstop, okay? And I've I've been there a couple times. I also did a seven-hour radio show there one time where Rosillo was hosting, and we had a trivia contest. We would do a trivia. Brad Edwards would do trivia every hour. This guy sat there with a handle of Jack Daniels, and every hour for the trivia question, he just yelled out, Mike Bobo! No matter what the trivia question was, it was like, who was the Georgia running back when they beat Bobo? I remember that story. Seven hours. And I just I I I'm I've been to both and I'm just like seeing the swamp now and and then the Tom Petty stuff at the fourth court, like that thing is awesome. Cause you know where the wall is where you know this is the swamp. Uh When you're up there and you're looking at it. It's like the buildings moving because everybody it's it's crazy, man. It's I was at, really nuts. I was at the last Bama visit to the swamp. So I've seen the swamp. I've never been to a whiteout in Happy Valley. So I can't I can't weigh in uh, to say I just I look, we know the whiteouts is, is as good mm-hmm. um, atmosphere wise as, as, as anything for, for sure. I, the, look, the game was more consequential in the swamp. And because Bama got up 21-3, and it looked like they were going to boat race Florida. And because it turned into a two-point game, the Gators had a chance to tie. It it opened the door to a little, maybe maybe more than a little. It opened the door to a, not is Bama not good, because they went to Florida and won. It opens the door to, well, maybe they're, maybe the gap between them and everybody else isn't what we thought it was because they beat the snot out of Miami. Who mm-hmm. lost again uh, this weekend to Michigan State? So uh, that I, I think because Ohio State has lost, because Alabama played a close game, because Clemson lost and struggled mightily to a team 
who got beat by Northern Illinois. Now we're going to do that transitive thing, but follow along. Somehow Northern Illinois beat Georgia Tech. Okay. Northern Illinois went to Michigan and Michigan scored touchdowns on nine drives in a row to start the game. Nine. Against the team that beat Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech had a chance in the last minute to tie Clemson in Death Valley. So that invites a certain level of, huh, Mm. what do we think of Clemson? Also, Oklahoma plays Nebraska, Mm. who lost to Illinois, and they can't shake them. And Oklahoma played a five-point game against Tulane, who – Mississippi scored 61 on and looked like they could score a hundred on. They so you've, you've got all of these teams that have dominated participation in the playoff, mm-hmm. Ohio state, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and all of them are at least inviting questions of, well, where are we with them? So I ask you, where are you with them? With uh, first off, I to your Bama thing, I just want to go, but like to me, that game screamed like, was that the chance to get him? Because I think Bama is going to take a ton out of that game. I just the way their defense was, and Mullen was great, you know, running the speed option at him, messing with linebackers' responsibilities. Like that, saving God forbid, those, those poor linebackers this week in practice. I can't imagine what they're going through, but. I mean, everybody, everybody's got a lot of work to do, man. I, I talked about before this, this season, you only get nine padded practices now. I don't think coaches um, really knew what they had going in. Um, and I think you're still seeing that play out. And to Bama's point, to Penn State's point, going to Wisconsin week one, they got the win, man. That's the most important thing in the world. You've yep. got to get the wins. And Clemson – I, I, that's the one that's the kicker because Ohio state already got the loss. Like they, they couldn't overcome that. They got way more work to do for obvious reasons. Um, than, than the others Clemson got the loss and they still, I mean, it's, I mean, seeing Dabo run around in the fourth quarter, having to coach against Georgia tech, it felt like I haven't seen that in like five years, you know, and, and I get, it. there's a weather delay. I mean, there's a million things going on. Everybody's got them. Oklahoma, their offensive line looks like poop. Um, and, and, and Rattler hasn't put up the numbers everybody was expecting. So it's, it's, you know, before the season started, Scott, we talked about, you know, who's going to get another shot, who's going to get another shot. And it's, I see some crap. I see some openings. Um, I mean, you mentioned Ole Miss. They got Bama in two weeks. Like, that offense looks pretty good. Corral's now everybody's favorite uh, for the Heisman, which is nuts to me, and I can't stand talking about the Heisman in September. But the kid's been incredible. Um, so <laughs> there's a lot going on. Um, I did find an interest. I was wondering if Ohio State wanted to switch the game to Akron this week so they could play in front of a sellout. Because, Travis, uh, Travis. They didn't um, account account for the Buckeye Nation there, buddy. You lose you lose a home game and you have one? the smallest smallest crowd and now granted it was still seventy eight thousand people. Let's it was it's not act like it was empty, but it was the smallest crowd in fifty years. Uh, I'm not sh- coming off a loss game three thirty versus Tulsa. Eric Church was in town playing in Columbus. Eric Church recipe recipe for low for low numbers. 
Eric Church. What's the connection with Eric Church in Ohio? I, I'm no, I'm just saying lots of fans. It was like games 330. Do you know what do I want what to do? What time was his concert? But it's like, do you want to go to the game and the concert? What's ever gotten in the way of you guys drinking all day anyway? But you, do you want to can you spend money on both tickets? Oh here wow. we go. Here we wow. go. Wow. I mean, it's wow. it's a sad, it's a Woo! sad, it's a sad moment. When a Buckeye fan is talking about wow. country music shows and money and In can't drink all season. I mean, oh, here's what ha- here's man. what happened. You guys are hopelessly spoiled. You're you're hopelessly spoiled. You never in a hundred years thought you'd lose at home to Oregon. Never. They came in and you couldn't stop them. Everybody on the ch- chat boards, by the way, there was some chat room drama there. In the Ohio State community. What's that all about? Oh, Lord, there's some. Huh? There's I'm some for even... another pod. Yeah, that's. Holy I'll smokes. let. I'll we'll let take you... that one offline. Yeah, you guys can police yourselves <laughs> over there. Wow. Apparently they can't. I guess you're right. But nevertheless, you lose a game, and now it's Tulsa, and you all are spoiled. And, you know, listen, would it. You guys have just been so good at supporting your team that the moment that there's a wobble and that place isn't full, it's noticeable. So that's really what it's it, it's a it's a backhanded compliment, but it's a compliment nevertheless, where you actually notice that a place that's perennially packed isn't. Um, but it, it was just kind of noticeable that it felt like between the people mad at the defense and they're not. It's it's an egregious Support your team. Ah, they're just like Stroud hadn't been as great as exactly. He started three games in his three life. Three games. Three games. Uh, you know, oh. it's tough. This is, I worry about this for Bama, Clemson, and Ohio State fans. If they ever aren't great, they've been great for so long that, I mean, look, Maryland football on the polar opposite of this. If the Terps can beat Kent State this week, <laughs> And Kent State's competed at Iowa, and they competed. Windhorse coming to town. Watch and, out. And they competed against Texas A&M, like pretty good for first halves of both. But if Maryland can win that, they'll have a home game against Iowa at 4-0, and and Iowa's a top-five team. And it'll be the most excited that Maryland fans have been here in forever. And it's life is always perspective and sort of what have you grown accustomed to. And if you've been in the playoff – every year and you're always great and you lose a September game. It, it, I guess it can be a little bit jarring. Um, you know, just support your Buckeyes and tidy up that chat room stuff, man. <laughs> Travis, who's the best team in the big 10? Uh, it's Penn state right now. Really? I, I mean, don't think so. I, I think, think it's Iowa. Ohio state. I, I think it's Iowa. Really? I think it's yep. Ohio state. You, I, well, are you going to go off of what you've seen or just off of, what, what I've seen think? and who you've beaten. Because well, right now, I think like I think Penn State's underranked. Like, look at their victories and like. Well, do we do we know that Auburn's good? No, we don't. But a road okay. What's a bigger deal? A road win at Wisconsin or a road win at Iowa State? Road win at Iowa State. Right. So that gives so Iowa, and like Penn State and Iowa are right there. I mean, they're both yeah, top 10 and they and they're going to play each other, which is great. In, in, in a few weeks, yeah. Um, in a few weeks, I'll tell you what the the. The East with 
Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State now all ranked. Indiana started the year ranked. They've lost a couple. But Maryland and Rutgers, who traditionally have been everybody's punching bags, neither have neither have lost a game yet. So uh, the East side of the Big Ten is um, is pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. Pretty competitive early on. Uh, Corral, who who was it? Who predicted that uh, Corral would win the Heisman? Somebody like it was a Galloway. Somebody predicted it. Some it was somebody's prediction and. I remember it was people kind of crinkled their eyebrows up and I'm thinking that's a great call because every year it seems like the Heisman gets won by somebody that's not necessarily mentioned. And the way miss the way Ole Miss plays football. And I watched them the other night because I gave Tulane out in winners and they needed 14 touchdowns, not 14 (laughs) points. Um, (laughs) I mean, they do all these fancy deals where they're faking and running and it's just, it's, and they last year they had to score basically. And Lane told us that when we had him on after the Louisville game, he said we had to score every possession because our defense was bad. Now their defense is at least accountable. Um, that's a scary game for for Alabama in a couple of weeks, no doubt. Um, I have something I hate, and then I have a question for you. All right, what do you hate? Steve and I have lengthy lists talking about this guy or this thing or this whatever. Whatever. Once a week. One thing a week. Here's what I hate. This one is is this is this might be my most hated thing. Okay, wait. I want everyone out there to take a deep breath and think about the things that Steve has hated. Because it's it's a healthy list. And okay. that's and the hate is real. But what you're about to hear is the thing that he hates more than anything else. Go. Wait, more than mustard? Yeah. More than mayonnaise. Yeah. Okay. If you are a <laughs> bartender at a sports bar, uh-huh. have a f- clue what's on the TVs, please, for the love of God, I walk in a place at a little after four o'clock Saturday. There's 53 TVs, and the number one team in the country against Florida isn't on one of them. Wake up. Please wake up. That's that's entirely that's all I could say. That's entirely reasonable. I mean, come on. Any it you said me you said you, you said sports bar. Yes, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying uh, you know uh, uh, where where do people go? I'm not a Sizzler. Not at Applebee's. Not at Chili's. A, who the f- goes to a Sizzler to watch a game? I don't know. I know what you're saying in a sports bar. You need to know. And that's that's when you show up for your shift, you need to have a come on. You you need to have a chart at least at least sketched out of where the games can be found. It's not that hard. I agree with you. Um, It's not that hard. All right. I have something I hate. (laughs) And it's it's a moment of self-reflection. I hate that I like J.J. Redick. <laughs> J.J. Redick announced his retirement today, and, and I hate that I like him. But I'm proud that I've grown as an adult because let me tell you something. When that guy came to College Park, uh, I wanted 
the scoreboard to fall on his head. All right. And I mean, he and somewhere along the way, I got to tell him basically the same sort of thing that I've told Mike Krzyzewski that I can never I can never apologize for the behavior toward you all because there's no excusing it. I'm not asking it to be excused, but I want you to understand that it was born out of a place of respect because you were that what you JJ Reddick and that cutoff shirt and that number four Duke Jersey represented <laughs> was something that, that the people we cheered for, we, we wanted to beat you because you represented a great school and a great tradition. And, and I, I hate that, that I like you now. And as you, as you retire, I have nothing but respect for the fact that you not only made it after people tried to say you would never make it in the league. Not only did you make it in the league, my guy, but you lasted for 15 years. Yep. One of the all time great three point shooters in the history of the league. And now he's just like Chris Long in that he is a smart, bright, guy who's carved out a lane in this space as a talker and a thinker he's interesting um he's a good human being uh, I, I just i just have such appreciation and respect for jj reddick and if you could have told what years was he at day 2000 like three van pelt yeah oh four yeah if you could have told 2003 four five whatever van pelt that someday he'd be singing the praises of JJ Reddick that I'd have, I'd have fought you on principle. Cause that's just how we are. Thug life, college park. Uh, what but do you I, think, I, what I, do you think I, his record was against you guys? Probably a lot and not many five and four. We beat him five. We beat him four times. Yeah. Suck it. Reddick. <laughs> his, his final game though. He had 35 points against you guys. Yeah. You know, he was, he, he was, Oh God. I don't know that anybody has ever been more hated in, in the building than, and that's, <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a, a length, long, that's, that's a lengthy list, man. <laughs> Cause our people are just behave so poorly. And, uh, and yeah, but anyway, I, I hate that. I like Reddick, but no, I, I think I don't just like him. I massive respect for the, for the career and uh, for what he's sort of for the next step that he's already in the middle of doing. So a hat tip uh, on a, on a hell of a run and all the best to JJ Redick and whatever is next. He is one of the few that lived up to all the hype, man. He really was. And it really, it's the, it just sucks. He never got the title of all the great players. Um, yeah. But you know uh, what? Like he, he, I mean, you think about lasting that long. I mean, I've said this forever about just that position, especially in the ACC, man. Yeah. Randolph Childress, Rodney Monroe. I go back to Carolina had 10 different guys, whether it was a <laughs> Donna Williams or a Forte or whomever. There's so many excellent twos, shooters. Yeah. And to make it in that league is hard. And to make it in that league and last long enough, when we talked to him, Steve, I can't remember if it was like, was he trying to get to 2003s or was some, there was some, I believe that's what it was. Well, then he's going to come up 10 shy of that. But mm. I, and his retirement, uh, uh, it wasn't a, it was, it was a speech. I mean, he'd written some notes down. He wanted to get it right. Yeah. I mean, he, just, he wanted to talk about wanting to be a dad to his boys, want to be present. Is, is that more important than hitting 10 more threes? Well, 
ultimately in the end, yeah, you know, get to be at home and, uh, and be present for all that. But uh, hell of a run. All right. I have one question for you. We talked, we started with the Ryder cup. I have one question about this talking about everybody, you know, it hasn't been great for the U S the whole nine. Is there any chance Tiger Woods shows up? I don't believe so. Um, I, and I, I know that obviously I, I know the guy I mm-hmm. I'm friendly with Steve Stricker. I was just trading some texts with him before, but there's certain things like there's the, the thing about having a professional relationship relationship slash friendship with someone is to there's certain, there's just certain lines. I don't, I don't know. And it's really not that big a deal. I mean, it could, it could be as simple as, Hey, are you going? But I, I haven't asked. I don't think so because he's his entire recovery recovery has been out of the eyes of the public. Mm-hmm. My sense with Tiger Woods is that people won't see him until he is entirely walking around as close to good as he can be. And I'm certain that he'll be zooming with them to to give him, you know, it's, I'm sure you got a team room with big ass televisions. You just fire it up and he can be like, Hey, listen, here's what I saw today. Here's what I think you got to be focused on a, B, C, and D. I mean, that'll happen undoubtedly. And and I'm sure he'll have a significant role because he, he is Mm -hmm. uh, so important to, to so many of those guys. uh, That's in that room. That's the thing is like, this is the first time I could think of where it's kind of flipped. All, every one of those guys has talked about what he's meant to them. There's even guys that tell you know how much you know it's unreal to have conversations with him now and hang out. And if there was ever a time to for him to show them like that, this would be. It's just it's just a thought I had that. Um, that's a great would, point, though. Would that's be such incredible. A, that's, that's such would a great incredible. point. Well, because really, Morikawa talked about how much. Tiger meant to him. Justin, Justin Thomas talked Every, about how much Bryce all, all, all those all those young guys, all yeah. those young guys. And Tiger has morphed into that kind of fun uncle that yeah. you know was the guy. And, and and it's hard for those guys to, at first to really believe that you're a peer alongside. When Thomas and uh and Woods played together and it was I get they got cups every year. I forget was it a Presidents Cup or a Ryder Cup, but Justin Thomas made that putt and he screamed out, "I love me some me!" And Tiger runs over and gives him this giant bear hug. Like, can you imagine being the young dude that does? You're the one that makes the putt that wins the match, and here comes Tiger to give you the dap like that. Yeah, I mean, that'd be like playing pickup. And Jordan is the guy that, like, you know, you just won it. Well, I'm not comparing an international golf competition to pickup, but you're. you get the gist. But you make the great point, Steve, that that as he is what's that fancy word that means getting better convalescing as he's getting better as he's healing as he's coming back uh to be to feel like your uh contributions and your thoughts and your presence mattered to them would mean i would think more to him than it even would to them like tiger would get more out of it than even they would um would be my guess um so be awesome yeah so I can't think of, I, I can't and also whistling straights ain't the place that you want to be wandering around, man. You that's that's a Billy Goat course if ever there was one. Yeah. All, a day of private aviation, I'm figure Tiger can get it in and out of there. Unless you got some quick. kind of unless you got a magic carpet that floats above the t- terrain, that's no place to be trying to walk. It's uh no, 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 no. I but I know he's I believe he has his own. Yeah, he has I was his own say. his own aircraft. <laughs> 
He's got. I'm sure he's got a vehicle. Yeah. If he if he landed somewhere, he could get in. All right. So, so in review, uh, if you're if you're a barkeep in a sports bar, just oh, have a spe- clue, especially on a Saturday, because on a Sunday it's not that complicated. You got red zone. You got a you got one o'clock window sorted out. Saturday, it, it, I get it. There's a lot of places to be figuring out where the games are, but you know, you know what goes in a, you know what goes in a woo woo, right? You know yeah. what goes in a Shirley Temple. You know what goes in a. You like tips? Do you like tips? A boiler maker, doers, yeah. neat. Where the f's the Purdue game? Right? How about that? Tangeray and Tab, and keep them coming, sweets. I got a long drive ahead of me. It's uh, that's bigger and McCracken <laughs> from Kingpin. <laughs> I believe that was uh, Kingpin. Ugh. And on that, Bill Murray's birthday, seventy first. Oh. We end on a Kingpin quote. Everybody have a great week. Give them hell.